I'll tell you what, I don't know if I don't know if my heart can handle this week. We don't play till Monday. I gotta wait for all that. Sunday got all those NFL games, and Saturday finally got some good college football matchups, man. I say yeah. I know Tim's gonna watch his Irish and Ohio State Buckeyes. Go Irish. Ugh. <laughs> Ain't nobody. Justin, are you a are you an Ohio State fan? You know what? I am a quasi Ohio State fan, meaning okay. that I'll support them because they're from the state that I live in. And but like me, I'm all Cincinnati based. UC, they just had a bad loss against the Miami Red Hawks, and that's, that was kind of awful. So, First loss of them so in 16 got years. UC, we got yeah. Chase, Ohio State, we got Notre Dame, and we got Michigan. We got everybody on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, I'm 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 hoping. I'm rooting for Lane Kiffin to start putting that nail in that coffin of those Crimson Tide. I'm done with it. Yeah. I don't want to listen I'm, to them I'm, no I'm, more. Yeah, me too, man. And quite frankly, I think Texas is going to ultimately end up being a, the better team. Uh, did they already move into the SEC already, if I'm not mistaken? Texas? Long Texas long? next year, yeah. Oh, so next year they're in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, I think that the Texas Longhorns are going to be one of the teams to beat, along with USC. And, hey, Deion got them boys over in Colorado looking real nice. So I'm, hey. I'm, that's the team that I've been watching closely because they're, they're such a fun story this year. Them boys in Colorado are 21-point underdogs going to see the Oregon <laughs> Ducks and Bo Nix in his 17th year of college football. Uh, this feels like he's been in college longer than me. Yeah, man. I swear he was playing during the Reagan administration. I don't know what's going on with this cat. <laughs> Whatever, man. Hey, but we didn't come here to talk about that. You know who we came to talk about. All right, everybody. Welcome to Running Through the Jungle. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your hosts, Justin Lacey and Tim Lyons. I need you folks out there to hit that like button, that subscribe button, that thumbs up, that notification. Share this with your friends. Subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, follow, rate, review. Give us those five stars because I need to get Justin Lacey's name spelled right on that intro. And need to get Tim Lyons added to it. And we ain't got that kind of budget around here because I spent it all on merch for myself. It's just <laughs> it. it's where we're at with life. I'm being honest with you. I need some help. So share this out there and let's get more people. Every week we get more people. We appreciate you for it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Justin, how's it going down there in the Queen City? Oh, man, it's a beautiful night here in Cincinnati. And it's it's lovely, man. Like, Look, I understand that the sports nation right now in Cincinnati is kind of like shaky a bit. So we're staying on shaky grounds because the Reds are almost looking like they're going to choke away their playoff hopes. 
But at the end of the day, man, we're still a fun city that happened. But yeah, along the lines of what you said about the uh, getting us acclimated with some some merch. <laughs> if those that's watching on YouTube, you know, Brandon Herod actually got one of the polos he's sporting. And it is sick. You know, it's black and orange, orange on the undercut sleeves down the sides, all black shirt with the logo and emblem on the left left hand breast pocket. I need that. I need that. That is so. Yeah, I need you guys to like, comment, subscribe, so that way we can get these views up and these subscribers up, so I can give you one of those merchandise. So I'm a, I'm uh, tell we you always that, appreciate you. In complete transparency, I ordered <laughs> uh, shirts for you before I knew your size, and I guessed, and I guessed wrong. I guessed XL, and you said large. I said, oh, I don't even I know what to probably do. Now. Wear. I can you still wear, wear XL. I got one. Yeah, bring it. Yeah, ship it to me. I'll take it. I'll, right. I'll, I'll wear it. I, you know, it'll I be also nice. got. I also got one of these flags over here. Hey, uh, I'll take it. I, I need I you guys see. I'm, you. Yeah. I moved into my second bedroom that I'm turning into my office, and it is still a blank canvas, but I need to decorate stuff. So yeah, that, that run through the jungle flag will be nice for me. I like it. I like it. I got I got I got black one for you. I got black one for Tim. I got a white one for Chase because Chase always goes to practices and stuff, and I'm gonna give him white one so he can get it signed. Nice. Yeah, yeah, thoughtful. That's that's nice. that's what. As soon as you say Brandon Harry, you say thoughtful. That's it. <laughs> yeah. All right, Monday Night Football. We got the Ring of Honor. We got the Los Angeles Rams. First time since Super Bowl. We're zero two. We look a little lethargic. Uh, got a lot of questions to answer. Got some issues, injuries. Do you think this is a must-win, Tim? Must-win game already in week three? Well, there's only one way to go when that's up. Um, I believe it is a must-win. You know, it's uh, do or die for – I'm not – well, I think that, but I won't say do or die for us. Um, It'd be nice for us fans to see a win. You know, it'd be nice to see the Bengals win and that morale and that gel come together. You know, it it would just be a it'd be great to see. Um, is it a must win? Yes and no. You know, the way the way the morale is, like I said, yeah, it is a must win. But if we lose, there's a possibility. You know, what's going on with Joe Burrow? You know. I, I don't know. I'm I'm like 50-50, but I would love to see. Of course, I would love to see a win. So, yes, it's a must win for me. <laughs> oh, I think we're I think we're two if we if we go two more losses, we shut Joe down. Yeah. Yeah. And I, then it's the fact of, you know, do we do we put him on the IR, let him heal or or what? Man, he would fight tooth and nail all the way there, I'm sure. True Justin, story. what what's your take on it? Must win, must win Monday night? Absolutely, it's a must win. I understand that must win is very cliche, and you don't want to say that early in the season, but it was a must win game last week, and we blew that up too. This one, look, just look at the layout of how this, this, this picture plays out. You got the white tiger Bengal helmet night. It's, it's the white tiger night. You got the Ring of Honor night. You got Chad and Boomer coming into the city, including other cameo appearances from guys like Willie Anderson and also um, 
you know, Andrew Whitworth and et cetera, for those guys, you already muddy, mucked up with, you know, A.J. Green's homecoming with dropping one against Baltimore. You can't drop this one, you know, with the, the layout and the performances and everything that's going to be happening for Ring of Honor night. On top that the opponent that you're facing against is a rematch from Super Bowl 56, and you have to be able to extract some sort of revenge from that time. You are head and shoulders, should be on paper, head and shoulders above the Rams, who are sporting a grand total of 14 rookies in total of 33 rookies on their 53-man roster in, you know, some practice squad, of course. But they had 14 rookies that they've drafted in the all-made team, which is kind of impressive by them. And you can't just really go out there and then just lay another egg at home again on primetime stages when you're the last act of football weekend. So this is absolutely a must-win game. And the schedule should soften up starting this upcoming Monday night's game, but you, you can't afford it at all. And, you know, we're going to get into a lot about Joel's health and other things of that nature. But for me, this is 100% a must-win game. I, I agree with you. I, I think it's a must-win game. Uh, he, very few uh, teams have started 0-3, made the playoffs, and our schedule is a gauntlet in the second half of the season. We have to win this game. Um, you, you alluded to the health. Uh, I will start off by, you know, we still have Nick Scott now questionable in uh, concussion protocol. Joseph Asai is still questionable, um, has not been determined yet. So I don't want you to get into that. I know that's still a pain point. We all know he shouldn't mm-hmm. have been playing. Um, but Joe Burrow's calf injury, you know, I, I I said it can linger, it can come back, it can you can feel fine and you can tweak. I actually had a, a grade two um, calf strain before it was terrible. I probably wasn't normal for a year uh, because it would be great for a while. And then, you know, I was still playing softball at that point in time. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I try to leg out a double and it would tweak. It would just, it just, it, it, you just had to start taking it easy again. You know, like this is going to be an ongoing thing this year. And, and we're all, you know, the major concern is that it doesn't get worse. It doesn't become a, an Achilles or, or, or something along those lines or a full tear. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Like your concerns, do you expect him to bounce back? Do you expect him to suck it up and, and, and have a good week this week? Do you, do you, do you expect to see Joe cool out there? Joe Shiesty, Joe Burr. What do you think he's going to do, Justin? Yeah, I definitely expect him to bounce back at some point, and it's got to be the week that you do it. Again, you don't really have much of a choice, and you shouldn't have anything to lose. First and foremost, Joe, you just signed a five-year, $275 million contract prior to week one. That already should tell you that we've invested a lot of assets in you. We invested a ton of dollars in you, and you're going to ha- you're going to go through things like this. Now, I understand that we want to be able to protect our asset and protect his future, but I just feel like, in this situation, while it is the coaching staff job to make sure that they can design better game plans to protect this health in a sense, 
And I don't think this is the way to how Joe Burrow's probably thinking, but he can't be going out there scared of risking getting hurt. You know, you 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 got to play hurt at times. You played hurt before. Again, with an Achilles, the fear of the calf is what we saw on week one and Monday night with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets going against the Bills. That's the fear that now Bengals fans are having when it comes to Joe Burrow and his calf. Because Aaron Rodgers' calf, you, you saw that reverberation when it just popped, and now he's out for the season. He may actually come back later, depending on how things go for the Jets. But we don't want that to happen. We fear that that can happen. And I think the coaching staff may have that fear as well, too. But I just think that, man, if you're Joe, you got paid all this money now. And I understand that people are going to be talking about, like, well, you paid all this contract. You know, you're starting to play back. No, you deserve every bit of that contract. You gave us you gave us new heights. But now we need to see that same attitude and that same energy that we saw in the last couple of years. We need to start seeing that now. And if it doesn't end up working out in our favor, let's say the worst scenario happens where he does end up getting hurt and he's lost for some time for this season then you got to be able to be willing to pivot if you're the Bengals front office organization. Give a call out to a veteran backup quarterback or a veteran quarterback that's still out there. Maybe you can probably look to bring back Andy Dalton, the red rifle, you know, re, you know, have a reunion with him to save us for a few games if it goes down that rabbit hole. But at the end of the day, if you're Joe Burrow, obviously the calf strain is a bit of a concern, of course. I'm not a doctor and I'm not here to tell him that you should be playing on a broken leg. But at the but I do feel like that it, you have an obligation to show your toughness and that mental toughness like you have before in the past, and just go out there and sling it, man. Like just go out there and then just play loose, cut cut it loose, and utilize your teammates and help elevate their game like you know you can. So that's my expectation of Burrow, and you know going into with this injury, I do expect him to bounce back at some point, and it has to be this week. Yeah, we no one wants the, the injury to get worse. No one wants a call out to anybody, that's for sure. Um Tim, what what do you think? You know, obviously I, I'm hearing the reactions and listening to um, you know, Bengals Nation out there. What's your take on the O and two start this year versus last year's O and two start? It seems to feel different. What do you like what do you think that is, the feeling or the the perception out there? Well, last year the feeling was Joe Burrow was going to get better because he came after his appendectomy. Right now, we're sitting at Joe's dealing with a calf injury. My belief is Joe should have probably missed maybe the first two weeks of the season to rest that calf up. You know, rest is the only thing that is going to make that calf injury heal or get better. My concern, you know, and I think that's what the fans are concerned about now is because, you know, last year Joe was down here, but he was working his way up. Now Joe's hurt and he, you know, tweaked it again last Sunday. And truly, you know, and I know you already talked about the Joe Burrow calf injury, but healing is only going to happen if he's resting. We know Joe Burrow. You know, Joe Burr, Joe Shiesty, he ain't going to want to sit on the bench. We know that. But I believe the coaches, the team, the medical staff, the trainers, I think they pushed I, – I think they let him push himself too soon, too quickly. Yeah, he was off for, what, a month or whatever the hell it was. 
you know, yeah. and, and, and I know Joe wants to go out and play, but I fear that it cost him now. So would we rather, you know, hey, we're 0-2 start without Joe Burrow, but he's returning week three. I would have rather have seen that than Joe Burrow coming back from a calf injury, us losing 0-2 with him in there as our starting quarterback. The next, you know, down the road, we lose him again because of a calf injury, because of that calf injury. That's my concern. You know, as a fan base, man, come on. You ain't a true Bengals fan if you if you have not went through this this ride that we've been on for the last 40 plus years. You know, I think the, I think the fan base is overreacting. I think they need to calm down on that piece. I'm not saying calm down, oh, we're, you know, I'm not giving you that response of, oh, we're 0-2. We were 0-2 last year. We'll be okay this year. I'm not saying that. But the true fan base of the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be like, hey, let's see what happens. Let's see if Joe gets better or whatever the Bengals decide to do from this point forward. They cannot be, you know, out on pitchforks and torches out on the streets of Cincinnati, right. you know, asking for Zach Taylor's head. This ain't Pittsburgh. We ain't Pittsburgh. We ain't going to be asking for our OC's head, our, our defensive coordinator's head, just because we're starting off bad. Yeah, we're starting right. off bad. And, yes, I also said that I'm tired of hearing this, oh, well, this happened to us last year, BS, because mm-hmm. I am. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to hear that. But also, as a fan, as a true Cincinnati Bengals fan, since I was a, a wee little kid, I love my Bengals. I hope that that Joe Burrow and the staff make smart decisions so Joe Burrow's future is, you know, a Hall of Fame. You know, Tim, you hit it right on the nail of the head. And thank you so much for bringing it up on both sides of the spectrum regarding the fan reaction. Yeah, I fall in the same in the same line and category with you. It is okay to question what is happening and why this team is that starting out 0-2 feels different because we don't need to hear the speech from, oh, well, we did this last year, we'll be okay. No. You got you got to hit the panic button at some point. You can't expect the same result just because you start similar. Last year's 0-2 is not the same as this year's 0-2 based off of what you just stated, how the injury concern with Joe Burrow, number one, is a little different. Number two, the creativity on offense is really concerning to me. Last year, we weren't really dealing with too much lack of creativity because we know Burrow was coming off of an appendectomy procedure and the offense still got to figure some things out. This year, while I do believe that they have seemed to probably have gotten close to figuring it out, they haven't evolved past the usual shotgun formation, spread out, empty format offense, the way you just try to pick your poison and Burrow finds places to go with the ball. No, defensive sort of caught on to that, and now you got to pivot. And it doesn't feel like that they've pivoted. It just seemed like that these first two games, they just protected Burrow's calf injury by just keeping him in empty. But yeah, he's still going to get hit. They, that doesn't change that element of it. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I think that the fans do need to calm down on the, the extreme reaction on both sides because, no, we don't need to chalk up this season as a loss. Yeah, the, st- the stats are not great if a team starts out 0-3, going to win a division, a tough AFC North division at that. But you don't need to just sell your hopes out on the belief that 
be super overly optimistic thinking that oh we'll rebound because we started off 0 2 before we started off slow before we always do this yeah the, ask the san diego previous san diego Chargers during the phil Rivers era ask the seattle seahawks how that went during the rust the legion of boom era they started out slow historically too and then they've always fizzled out and they never would cover it until it was too late and so we don't want to continue to think like think in those manners we have to we have to write the ship as soon as possible and like i yep. said before it starts monday night yep yeah i i'll tell you what good good observation on on the mixed reaction from the fan base and, um from both of you uh my biggest take on why it feels different being owned to expectations exactly True. and True. expectations stacked on top of each other like poker chips so now you have more vested in this season, like like just like you would if you stacked, you know, three straight good seasons, or three state three straight chips that you stacked and you put in the middle to play this game. It, it just feels like there's more at stake on this season because of the expectations going into it. To me, then you get the big contract. The expectations for Joe Burrow go up a little bit more. So those expectations mm -hmm. are just building and building and building. Um, I don't think just because of the way Joe is, I never thought that the, you know, that I've had people message me and stuff like, Oh, you got a big, big bag. And now you go shit to bed basically. Right. And I, I never thought that because of the way he is. I think he handles that fine. Uh, it's definitely, he's not right. It's bothering right. me. Uh, uh, the follow through, those other things that we've talked about. Um, then we had some comments from uh, Jamar Chase. I would say that he's been watching our podcast, but I'm pretty sure every Cincinnati Bengals podcast, uh, radio, everybody's probably said the similar thing to what he said. Um, Justin, what did Jamar say? What are your reactions to it? Well, you know, to keep it short and sweet, he basically just illustrated that they need to be a little more creative on offense by, you know, issuing the deep ball into their offense more. He's a deep threat receiver, and he absolutely makes a valid point with that. He didn't say anything wrong or anything begrudging. Now, he did he did spill off a little more comments with that, but I'm just going to stick to that as the main focus. And my reaction to it is that you need to get him in, you need to get him the ball more. Like Jamar Chase is a premier receiver. We predicted that by the end of this year, he would probably be, you know, battling back and forth between him and his previous running mate down at LSU and Justin Jefferson for who is the best wide receiver in the league. And so far, he's had two very subpar outings against, I get it, the Cleveland Browns had our number, you know, Denzel Ward is a fine cornerback. And then now Baltimore, who was also without Marlon Humphreys, yet Jamar Chase did not have any sort of breakout performances in his first two games. Meanwhile, Justin Jefferson, while the Vikings are not starting off hot themselves, they're also 0-2. Justin Jefferson has 100, had 100 and some odd uh, receiving yards in the first half of week one. And then he also had 100 received, over 100 receiving yards in week two against the Philadelphia Eagles. So... He's still getting his numbers. They're still being very creative with the with, with Justin Jefferson on the offense with the Vikings, even though they feel like that they're taking a downturn this year. But Jamar Chase is not even getting targeted that often, and he should be. He is he is again, as I stated, one of the best receivers in the NFL, top five, no question about it. And it's time for this to offense to just unlock itself and then just get your playmakers in space and give them the ball. So I agree. Everything that Woody said there. 
Yeah, I mean, fair enough. Not only getting the ball to me, but getting the ball a little deeper than a screen pass that we are not good at. We haven't been good at them for three years. Either figure out a better way to do it or stop doing it, run the ball more, and then throw the ball deeper. I don't, Like, whatever. Yeah. Um, Tim, anything to add on that? You know, I've read the – I read some of what Jamar Chase said, you know, airing the ball out. You know, that's been something that we've been saying. You know, we said it last week. We said it after the game on uh, Sunday. Um, you know, we need to stretch the field. We, you know, I have also read that something about they were saying that they were uh, playing a, a, a compact playbook because Joe Burrow's injury. Um, so, yeah, stretching the ball out, run the ball. You know, you know how I feel about the run game. Yeah. <laughs> run the damn ball, open up the pass game. You know, we have an offensive line that is that played really well the first three quarters last week. They actually played really well the last three quarters. You know, the fourth quarter came along; they were getting rushed and whatever. Um, I I believe that you know, throw the ball. That's what that's what we pay those guys for. Yeah. That's what they're exactly. wide receivers. They're not. They're not halfbacks. They're not, you know, tight going tight end screens, you know. And I understand, like I said, like I said on Sunday, I understand when he hot, excuse me, when he calls a hot route um, because of the defensive coverage. Yeah, I get that. Different but than the screen, the it, bubble screen, and the right. But when ugh. it seems like that's all the Bengals are practicing during the week is, let's see what kind of screen we can throw today it's catching up with us and it's going to keep catching up with us until they gel together, get that ball throwing, running the football, you know, stretch the field out. You know, everybody's expecting, you know, we have Jamar chase. They're going to double coverage his butt. They're going to double coverage him. That leaves T that leaves Boyd. That leaves Irv Smith, you know, (laughs) open. I don't mind Irv, man. You know, I think, I think Irv. I ain't gonna be biased. I ain't gonna be. Right. I ain't gonna be picky with Irv because Irv is coming into the Bengals. You know, offense. Um, do I miss Hayden Hurst? Do I miss uh, CJ? Yeah, yeah, damn right I do. But you know, hopefully Irv opens up, and you know they open up that playbook. They stress yeah. the field. You know, I'm hoping. I'm, that's what I'm hoping to see on Monday Night Football. All right, real quick before we go uh, on our quick commercial break, this is for our YouTube uh, viewers. I just want to, I just want to show you right here in the back left side here. We have a new star of the show. What is that turtle's name? What we got going on over there? That is, uh, that's Drago. He's a Russian tortoise. Well, we call him Bud because my wife and kid don't know who Drago is. You know, it's it's the it's the boxer from Rocky. But Drago, we call him Bud. Yeah, yeah. That, that's but I got him for Father's Day about ten, ten years ago. It's a cornerback for the Bengals, <laughs> right? Yeah, Juan Drago, DJ Turner. That's right, baby. All right, we're gonna take a quick break here and pay a few bills. We'll be right back. For those of you on YouTube, hang on for a split second, and we will be back. All right, thanks for sticking. With us here, running through the jungle, I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your host, Justin Lacey, and your host, Tim Lyons. Back for week three, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, not more let down. So let's get into some expectations for Monday Night Football. Let's, uh, 
Let's talk about, uh, you know, do we get off the schneid? Do we uh, do we get our first dub here? What what was the game look like? Tim, we're just gonna stick throw it right back at you. Let let that Russian tortoise steal the show. <laughs> uh, you know, I am hoping, like I said, the Bengals open up that playbook. They spread the they spread the offense. Um, the defense steps up. We have a we have a good passing defense, you know. Um, it, it's not a bad defense. Now, when it comes to running the football, we have a problem covering the run for some reason. Um, I think Lou figures it out this week. Um, our defense comes out and plays well. Um, offense, man, I hope that offensive line is ready for Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, hmm. the beast, you know. Is anybody ever ready for him? You know, no. You know, you because you, yeah. Guys, but anyway, I'm just you know hoping our offensive line blocks well. Um, I'm hoping for a W. You know, I'm hoping for like a you know, I'll say 24-21 win. <laughs> take it. Not exciting, but I'll take it. Justin, what are your expectations for mm-hmm. Monday Night Football, the Ring of Honor? Do we get some hype back in the in, into Cincinnati? Yeah, this this sounds like a game that just has all the makings too. It's just the rebound should well, even though the rebound should have happened last week, as I illustrated earlier's point. But it should. This is all the makings that the rebound happens here. My expectations is obviously I do expect us to win the game, and you have to, you know. However, I do have a number of notes that I want to go into on Ring of Honor night. The Rams are not really a pushover team that many publications, myself included, had originally thought we were. Yeah, they're one of the youngest teams, you know, that they had to do a complete roster turnover. They had their, you know, the F them picks mantra after, you know, to kind of go all in and, you know, pretty much essentially buy their Super Bowl championship trophy. But since then, these two organizations have trended in two opposite different directions. They are now in the rebuild where or if you listen to our Strange Love episode, um, our guest, Tom, actually called it. Uh, it's more of a we're rebranding or rebuild. We reloading or something like that. Re, rebuild uh, uh yeah rebuilding re um remodeling he's, that's what i call it, remodeling. remodeling remodeling that's the for that's the phrase that they're utilizing and they and they and honestly i'm really impressed with the rams have done so far matthew stafford he looks healthy he looks pretty good in this first couple season the first couple games so far this season you know, I did mention earlier in the episode that they are sporting 14 rookies that that they've drafted that made the 53-man roster and a grand total of 40. If you count all of the undrafted phrases that's on the practice squad right now, that's all on the Rams team right now. But I still expect the Bengals to go out there and showcase that they are still the big dogs in the AFC and in the NFL. I do not know what to make of Burrow's calf injury other than I still I still expect him to go out there and play the game. If it is as serious that we we in think it's going to be, then the Bengals organization, the front office, the coaches, they better have a contingency plan in place to actually to help us rescue the situation in case it goes awry. And as we stated before, week three, it is a must win game. You cannot fall to 0-3. If you have the expectation of going to get the number one seed and hosting a playoff game throughout the playoffs at home, you cannot go 0-3. You just can't do it. Because if you do, your likelihood of even getting that number one seed or even let alone a spot, 
dwindles to basically zero at that point. The stats are not good in their favor. The last time the team that started 0-3 and, and made it to the playoffs won a division was the 2018 Houston Texans. Oh, and by the way, they went one and done to the Indianapolis Colts that year. And then finally, just pray, just play free. Just play free. Just remove all the expectations of just trying to get the number one seed. You know, you're you're being too overly cautious about like, oh, we don't want to have bodies dropping like flies. Man, this is the NFL. We just saw on Monday night this past Monday, Kareem, no, I'm sorry, not Kareem, mm. uh, Nick Chubb suffered a nasty injury and it was very brutal. And I, my heart goes out to him. But yeah, what did the Browns do today? The Browns went out there and signed Kareem Hunt because they knew they needed another contingency plan in place. Sometimes you just got to make it happen. Pittsburgh lost Cam Hayward in week one. He's out for six to or six to up to eight weeks, I believe it is. And yet without even a really pretty good offense at all, they were still able to actually manage to go out there and win that Monday night game. And they have no Cam Hayward and Mika Fitzpatrick, I believe, is going to be out for some time, too. So you can't be scared to lose bodies. This is the NFL. It's physical. It's tough. You can't you can't be gun shy. Just go out there and play free. Those are my expectations of what I ultimately want to see on Monday night. And it has to happen at this point, because if it don't, then it's never going to truly happen. And by the time you do reincarnate that flame or re rekindle that flame, it will probably be too late because the schedule gets harder at that point. Well. I expect us to write the ship. I think it's going to be tough tougher than what I expected it to be going into the season. Uh, this game will be, but I think we're going to win a turnover battle. And I think that's, what's going to put us over the hump, maybe a short field or two. Uh, I, I think I like this game at 24, 20, mm-hmm. uh, a little electricity for Monday night football, helped the defense a little bit. Uh, I'm sure I, I, I love going to Cincinnati for, for, for Monday night, Thursday night games, man, it is so much fun. Go get some wings at Knockback Nats. Head down down to the Holy Grail. Whew. Have a good time. Yeah. Go to Madonna's. Mm. Little hole in the wall bar. Oh, I Love forgot, that place. I forgot all about Madonna's. Yeah, come on now. Madonna's. Come on now. Yeah, I sure forgot a, about Have them. a good time downtown. <laughs> so, I don't want to. Uh, I didn't want to give up too much of what my offensive. Uh, predictions are because I want to get into picking game balls. We're going to do offensive and defensive game balls again. I really enjoyed this segment. Um, I just I just was going with one game ball. I don't know how we got with two. I don't remember who did it, but thank you. I was one of you two uh, that did one offense and one defense, and I dig it. Uh, so, Justin, we're going to kick it right back to you. Who you got game balls this week, offense and defense? Offense, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. The dude's been running crazy the first two weeks, and he hasn't been getting the ball enough. If you are in, you know, offensive game planning mode to protect bro for not risking further injury on his calf, Joe Mixon is your answer. He has been looking for that opportunity to carry the load. So I got him as my offensive game ball of the week. Love it. Who you got oh, on you defense? said defense too, right? Yeah. <laughs> I almost forgot defense because I was going almost going to go on a Joe Mixon rant. But as far as defensive game ball goes, you know, I want to actually go and get, give it to Jermaine Pratt. And, you know, he tends to show up when the lights turn brightest. And, you know, just thinking back, I'm just thinking back to the first round playoff game, the fumble in the jungle with Sam Hubbard. 
You know, everybody thinks that it was Logan Wilson that popped the ball out. Actually, it was Jermaine Pratt. He was the one that forced the ball out. You know, you think back to the first playoff game against the Raiders, you know, that sort of propelled us to go on the Super Bowl run. It was the obvious interception that he made. And I, I expect Jermaine Pratt to make some sort of game-breaking play for this Monday night game. And I think that he is my selection to, to get the game ball on defense. I like it. Uh, that's a good pick. I, I feel like I know what's going to happen here because we're going to go to Tim, who might have a little bias since he did pick somebody to be defensive player of the year uh, off a of defensive line. But I, I don't know. Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. We'll see what happens. What, who do you got for the offensive defensive game balls? For for the Ravens game? No, no, no. no. Oh, just for oh, in general. Yeah, who, who do you think is going to win it? No um, one gets the game balls for the Ravens game. I'm done. Okay, nobody gets ran. Uh, I took the game balls back from the first two two games. <laughs> you know, I was gonna. You know what I was gonna say is, is I was going to do a offense or a game ball to our punt returner. Um, I was Chuck Sizzle. Chuck Sizzle. Charlie yes, Jones. Like, yeah, Charlie Jones. Yesterday, you know, last or this weekend, you know, he would get my game ball for the special teams. Okay, yeah. but. For and the, the offense, thrown by Yoshi. Yes, my offensive game ball is going to be. You know what? I'm going to say T. Higgins. Ooh. You know, I, I, don't get me wrong. I love the run game, and I, I I'm like going sitting here going, well, Justin already picked Mixon. I can't do what mm. I can't do what Justin already picked. But I do agree with you, Justin. <laughs> but I'm gonna, I'm going to say T. Higgins. You know, I think. That T is going to possibly lead our team in uh, receiving touchdowns this year. You know, everybody's focusing on on Jamar Chase. You know, leaves T, leaves Boyd wide open. You know, well, open ish. So I'm going to give the ball to T. Um, defensive. You know, I love Sam Hubbard. He's my. He, you know, he he is there that beast. You're right. I am being biased. But the thing is, is Sam Hubbard is just, you know, he's that hometown boy. would be proud. He is that, you know, yeah, he's an uh, Ohio State Buckeye. I don't, I don't even care what. Not team only he's that, but you're just leaning into your bias. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, you gotta uh, do what Sam you gotta Hubbard. do, man. You gotta do what Sam, you gotta do. Sam, yeah, Sam Hubbard's my boy. You know, it, it, I that's the game ball for defense for me. And like I said, special teams, Chuck Sizzle. Chuck Sizzle, he I like him. I, I, I said it. I, I said it when we drafted him. I like him. I and I, I almost had to to pull the pad out and show it to everybody because Justin, you almost picked mine dead on. I also think that we protect Joe Burrow by running the ball. I think this will be the first time and who knows how long uh, that our boy Joe Mixon gets 20 carries. I think he's going to get 20 carries. I'm calling 120 yards, two tutties. Uh, I think he'll take advantage of also that short field as well, getting a touchdown off of one of those. Defensive game ball prediction, not Pratt, Logan Wilson. Yeah. And here's why. Um, I think Logan Wilson's going to have about 12, 13 tackles. And 
for those of you who didn't know, I grew up Lima, Ohio, halfway between Detroit and Cincinnati, so I always split my fandom. I was a Bengals first, and then Lions second, and then I was a uh, Tigers first, and then Reds second. So as a secondary Lions fan, I got to watch Matthew Stafford a lot. One of the things I noticed about him is when linebackers jump in the coverage, sometimes those crossing patterns, he he tends to throw some picks on. So I'm calling a pick and about 12 or 13 tackles from Logan Wilson. I think that makes him our defensive player of the game. And I think we get back on track. I wouldn't even be surprised if we score a defensive touchdown. Um, I think we have a couple rushing touchdowns, maybe a defensive touchdown and a field goal. I don't think this is this is going to be um, – I don't think we get back on track 100% on offense yet. I just don't think Joe Burrow is right. But I do think we get – and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm as wrong as I was about the first two games. But I, I think we get back on – back off the schneid and uh, pull out a tough win. All right. I like it. It's getting to be that end of that episode. What you got? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think that we are all just waiting for it. Like, look, we're all exhausted. We haven't seen this team win a game since we beat Buffalo in the playoffs. We're just itching to get a win. At this point, you know, once we get that win, we can collectively talk about fun things moving forward, I feel like. <laughs> you know, we're just kind of just beating a dead horse at this point of when are we going to write this ship in? You know, we're predicting in that we're going to write the ship. And I just we're just hoping and really feeling positive that we can they can make it happen. But at the end of the day, the Bengals got to go out there and show it. It is Ring of Honor night. It is white Bengal night. So if you are going to the game, dressed in your all white attire, be ready to be loud, be be genuinely loud, because we got one of the best home field advantages on prime time, specifically on Monday night. So that's my message to you, Bengal Nation. And, you know, who they? Who day? I got a real early uh, day on Tuesday morning, and Tuesday <laughs> is my birthday. Oh, and I will yeah, be wearing my funny. white my white jersey, and I hope that the roaring reactions can be quick. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, I'm up all I'm night, man. Quick. I'm old. I'm old. These bones are old. I'm about to say I'm not gonna lie, man. You know, if if it, if the if the roaring reactions are not negative, we might have to do that the next day <laughs> or something. It, listen, Tim's in the West man, Coast. It might just be Tim. It might just be. Hey, I'm up for it. If I gotta give my own, I'll give my T- own. Tim's yeah, gonna have to. Coast, Tim's so, gonna have to yeah. find somebody on the West Coast over there to do it with him. <laughs> Can't do these night games, man. Jeez, especially on Monday, man. It's a school night. Damn. Yeah. Come on, man. All right. Tim, what do you got in closing? You know, I'm just hoping for a W on Monday night. Tired of hearing, you know, all these people saying, oh, you know, did Joe Burrow let this contract get to his head? You know, I'm tired of hearing that stuff. You know, we can't control, you know, we can't control what our bodies do. Um, Thank God Joe Burrow's not as old as Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, hopefully we can stay away from the whole calf, you know, the whole the whole Achilles, you know, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, either Joe Burrow gets healed. You know, it might take time. 
and I hope our team is, you know, smart about it. But, uh, you know, I want a W. I want Joe Mixon to have 100 yards rushing. Two tutties. Let's see. Sam Hubbard gets uh, one and a half sacks. Logan Wilson gets an INT. I ain't asking for it. much. I dig it. We can argue about who, who gets the defensive game ball then. Uh, that'd be great. That'd be a great <laughs> problem to have. I'll tell you what. One of my favorite quotes, hope is not a strategy. That said, run a damn ball. That's where I'm at. Those are my closing reactions. But I know I joked around a little bit about the, you know, getting some new merch out there. We need a little more likes, but seriously, we appreciate you uh, tuning in to us every week. Our channel keeps growing. Running through the jungle keeps growing. Um, people are checking out the uh, Strange Love podcast. I don't know if they maybe think it's uh, about kinks or something. But they're checking it out, so I appreciate that. And if you didn't see it, you're right. Tom Quartz uh, from over there at the uh, the Rams channel here on the Fans First Sport Network Rams Up podcast uh, did a great job. Um, really enjoyed uh, you know talking to him, chopping it up. Uh, we've got Pay Dirt dropping now on the Running Through the Jungle podcast. So if you want to, uh, man, I've been I've been a little hot. I've been a little hot. Three one and one was my bad week. So what day is that on? Uh so we record that now for the first time. It's been dropping Saturday mornings, but now we recorded it on Wednesday and it will drop on Thursday morning. So we're good now. We're back. We got we got we got a couple on Thursday. I think actually running through the yeah, running through the jungle is Thursday morning. That's Thursday drive time home. Thursday afternoon is paper. Okay. Okay. Thursday at three. So we we're back on schedule. We're back on schedule. But uh yeah, you know, thanks for listening. Uh make sure that you like, subscribe, share, all those kind of things. Gonna run the ball. We're gonna get a W on Monday night for my birthday. Appreciate y'all. Uh good night, Drago. Who day? Peace.